Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Hey there, food bloggers. It is just us today. And in this solo episode, I am going to talk about finding your ice water. I know that sounds probably very confusing, but stick with me. I will explain what that means. I'm so happy to be back recording. It has been a long summer of not being um, behind the mic and recording for you. So I'm super happy to be back here and doing this. I had scheduled out all of my episodes for a month and a half to two months. So everything you've been hearing has been scheduled. So here I am back at it, sitting in my good old desk chair in Minneapolis. Before we dive into ice water, I know you're interested. I'd love to take some time here to share about the Eat Blog Talk Mastermind Groups, the mastermind program um, that will be starting up on October 1st, 2021. Uh, First of all, I don't know if you've ever been a part of a mastermind group, but if you haven't, you might be wondering, why would you join a mastermind group? What is so great about them? What's all the hype about? I know a lot of people run these groups. Uh, So I have this favorite book, one of my favorite books uh, called Think and Grow Rich. The author, Napoleon Hill, says this about mastermind groups and the mastermind principle is what he calls it. Quote, Two or more people actively engaged in the pursuit of a definite purpose with a positive mental attitude constitute an unbeatable force, end quote. So, I mean, it's very well said there, unbeatable force, really bringing people together um, who are like-minded and who are really driven and want to pursue growing their businesses in a new huge way is a very, very powerful thing. So these mastermind groups that we're forming at eBlog Talk um, will be mostly peer-to-peer based. So we will have weekly Zoom calls with that format of peer-to-peer learning with members taking turns being in the hot seat. And this new round, which by the way, lasts 12 months, it does require a 12-month commitment, um, will also have a feature that I'm kind of bringing over from the membership, which is a once a month guest expert call. So we will have guest experts in all different realms coming in to share about the information from their area of expertise. So that could be anything from SEO information or Pinterest strategies or how to make a million dollars. I mean, We could go on and on with that. So these people will be invited into the group to deliver live interactive value once a month on top of the peer-to-peer learning. The groups that we've run so far in 2021 have been super successful. They have created transformations for the members involved. And it's also been a really safe space for food bloggers to come to every week so that they can learn and grow and share and shine really it's a place to come shine and share successes and um, failures and learn from each other and grow in huge ways 
So if this sounds like something that would benefit you and your business, fill out the application, go to eatblogtalk.com, and there's a button there that says join a mastermind group. This will determine if you're a good fit. There's an application for you to fill out. I will review all of those applications. And if I believe that you are a good fit and the group is a good fit for you, uh, it'll be kind of a first come first serve thing. So there is a cap on these. So 10 people in this main group are going to be let in. And anything beyond that, we're going to have to hold off for a little bit. So if you're a good fit and you're within those first 10 people, actually, we have a few slots that have been filled already. So it's more like seven people at this point. If you don't make that first seven, then we'll have to wait till the next group. So if you really want to do this, fill it out sooner rather than later. I am ridiculously excited to watch this group fill up and to see which people are going to be in it and supporting each other. There's going to be magic. I just know there is. So excited to see you inside if that is a good fit for you. I am really excited to talk about this topic. So ice water, you're probably thinking, what is she talking about? Has she lost her mind? What has vacation done to her? But bear with me because there is a point and I really, really love this story. So this past month, my family and I traveled west in our RV toward Montana, which is one of our favorite places to go to in the world. It has beautiful mountains, which we all love and friends and just we always have a really enjoyable time. So as in all past years, um, I guess we've done this for five or six years now, we drove west through South Dakota and Wyoming to get to Montana. While we're in South Dakota, we always make a stop at that famous drugstore. You may have heard of this. It's a drugstore that is in the middle of nowhere, and it's called Wall Drug, and it's in Wall, South Dakota. We when we get there, just kind of enjoy strolling down Main Street. You can just sense the history and the stories of the place. It's um, it's a historical landmark, so it's kind of cool just absorbing the energy. We also like to go to the cafe there and we grab some food and enjoy a coffee and just sit and kind of take it all in. They have great um, paintings and like different kinds of artwork displayed. So it's a really cool place to just sit and absorb history. And our boys really enjoy saving their money throughout the year, specifically for wall drug, which sounds kind of funny, but they have, if you've never been there, they've got um, like different stores, like little mini gift shops almost that you can walk to within like within the building. So you don't even have to go outside. You can walk from gift shop to gift shop and it just makes it kind of a seamless experience. So they love getting a new stuffed animal at these gift shops every year. So that's one of their things. So this year, I found myself sitting at a table in the cafe by myself for just a few minutes. My boys were out waiting for our order to be called. And while I was sitting at the table, I spotted this little stack of pamphlets sitting in the middle of the table. And I'd seen that stack sitting there every other year we'd been there, but I'd never grabbed a pamphlet. I I don't know why. I had just never been interested or intrigued by it. But this year, when I was sitting by myself, I'm like, okay, I'll just read through it. So I read through the story. It basically just described the history of Wall Drug and how it came to be. And I was so intrigued by what I read. I was, 
this sounds ridiculous, but I was almost in tears. It was just such a good story. So my boys came back to the table and they were like, mom, are you okay? I'm like, yes, you guys, did you know the history of this place? And none of them did. So I just shared it with them. I just thought it was like the coolest story. And immediately when I read it, I knew I had to share with you guys because it relates to business. And it was a a great story back then in the 1930s. And it's a great story today. So I'm going to kind of run through how I remember reading this story. Um, All facts might not be totally accurate. So you can, you know, search wall drug history if you want the most accurate facts. But here's how I remember it. So back in the 1930s, there was this couple, um, their names were Ted and Dorothy Husted, and they purchased the only drugstore in a town called Wall in South Dakota, which was on the edge of the South Dakota Badlands. So this place was out in the middle of nowhere, and by the way, it still is. Uh, So you can imagine how desolate it was. Back then, they didn't have interstates. They had a highway running right next to Wall, and that was just about it. They bought this place, and they just saw potential because it was on the edge of the Badlands and because Mount Rushmore was just being built as well. So they saw potential. They saw that there were two landmarks and a highway. It wasn't an interstate, but it was a road going through the area. So they thought, okay, what if we buy this drugstore and try to conjure up some business? Um, But for so long, it seemed like forever for them, nothing seemed to work, even though they were right there off the highway and there were these landmarks and people were driving through to go from, I don't know, California, the West Coast to the Midwest going across to the East Coast, maybe. But nothing was working. But again, they saw the potential. So they kept at it and they just never gave up. They gave themselves a five-year kind of deadline and they said, okay, if we do not find success in five years, we need to move. We need to give up. So that's what they decided. They set a hard, fast rule and they were going to stick to it. They started that in 1940 or sorry, in 1931. So in 1936 in July, which was just four months before their five years was up, Dorothy, the wife of the couple, went to lie down for a nap with their baby daughter. So as she was laying in bed, she was listening to all of the traffic go by outside. I mean, they were so close that they could literally hear the traffic. And obviously, like none of the traffic was stopping at their store. And she, as she had been for the previous four and a half years, was wondering, like, why aren't they stopping? And This detail is not in the story that I read, but I imagine that she was kind of drifting in and out of sleep with that on her mind. Like, why isn't this working? What do we need to do? And a very simple yet profound thought entered her mind. And that was that all those travelers out there are hot and they're thirsty. And what do you give hot, thirsty people? You give them ice water because that is what they need, especially back then when who knows what the cars were like. Certainly, they didn't have air conditioning, so they needed ice water. So she jumped out of bed and she told her husband about her revelation, and they immediately started erecting a sign along the highway 
that could be seen by every traveler going both directions that said, get a soda, get a root beer, turn next corner just as near to highway 16 and 14, free ice water, wall drug. So before the sign was even fully erected, people were driving already to wall drug to get their free ice water, which I think is so cool. And when they arrived, the people, um, Dorothy and um, Ted, and they had a few helpers deliver their ice water. They literally had a block of ice. I don't believe refrigeration was a thing back then. So they had to like just get these huge blocks of ice that they would chip away and add to cups of water. So as promised, they were chipping the ice, putting it in a glass of water or probably a cup. And then along with that, they were also giving highway directions and they were helpful and they were smiling and they had a spirit of service and they were just so happy to please. People were so grateful for this because they were hot and they had thirst. They had a pain and they had a need and it was so easy for them to pull off and get that pain, um, the answer to that pain met. So after a few cold cups of ice water and some friendly chatter, I imagine they were refreshed and they were ready to keep driving to wherever they were going the remainder of their journey. So Dorothy and Ted and the help they actually ended up hiring, I think they ended up hiring like eight girls, I think like teenage girls. Um, They all worked really hard But they served these people with hope and also with no expectations. They were so happy to add value to people's journeys once they figured out what they needed. And they showed up every single day with a helpful countenance and just a smile. So when people started flocking to their ice water stands, they didn't push for them to actually buy anything. But eventually, of course people saw how happy they were and how helpful. So they eventually started buying things from them. So the free value got people there and their happy service sold their products. I love that. (laughs) Like you can't get simpler and more awesome than that. And look at Wall Drug today. It is a wildly successful business, still serving people on their long, hot drives through South Dakota. Granted, we do have air conditioning and RVs and comfortable vehicles to drive in, but it's still a point of um, happiness. And people stop there and get filled up and get some food and get their stuffed animals, and then they are on their way. I think there is such a great lesson here for us to learn from, as food bloggers, as entrepreneurs. Not much has changed from then till now, This is what works still today. It's such a simple equation. Figure out your audience's pain point, solve it, do it happily and with an attitude of service, and they will come back to you and they will buy from you. I have to read this little snippet from that pamphlet I picked up. This is from Ted Husted, the founder of Wall Drug Store, and this is what he wrote about the success of Wall Drug. Quote, free ice water. It brought us Husteds a long way and it taught me my greatest lesson. And that's that there's absolutely no place on God's earth that is God forsaken. No matter where you live, you can succeed because wherever you are, you can reach out to other people with something that they need. End quote. So powerful. 
they mentioned earlier in their pamphlet that this land that they purchased or the store that they purchased was surrounded by a quote God forsaken land because there literally was nothing around there. I mean, Mount Rushmore was being built and the Badlands were there, which makes it even more God forsaken. But it was like, other than that, it was desolate and empty. There were no people around aside from people traveling. So no matter how God forsaken you feel like your niche is or the space around you might feel, there is always a chance to succeed no matter what in Ted's words because you can reach out to other people with something that they need. I love that. There's so much power and truth in those words. And this concept is such a simple one, yet it is really easy, I think, to complicate, to overcomplicate and overthink. I hear food bloggers and entrepreneurs say this all the time. What does my audience need from me? And we think through this almost obsessively and desperately searching for that thing that they need. It took Dorothy Husted five years, almost five years, to figure this out. The answer is not always staring at us right in the face, and it wasn't staring at them for a really long time either. So first of all, have grace if you haven't figured out what your audience needs. It's okay. You're human, and we all do this. We all go through this process. If you are searching for that something that your people want from you, I would love to talk through a few ways that you can figure it out. Number one is to survey your audience regularly. It would have been painstaking for Ted and Dorothy to survey their audience, like maybe stopping vehicles along the side of the road, asking them a few questions, writing it down. Okay, that's ridiculous. So we definitely have an advantage in this digital world that we live in. Um, We can so easily throw a survey together and send it to our email subscribers and get instant feedback from them. So I highly recommend doing this. I think there is such power in this tiny little um, act. Use a free survey creator such as Google Forms. I know that um, JotForm is another option. I've never used that one, but I've heard people talk about it and love it. Typeform is a great survey creator and It's really beautiful. It's way prettier than Google Forms if you care about it looking pretty. And it's also free. And then Airtable is another way to create forms. If you're an Airtable user, you can create forms directly in Airtable that um, automatically transfer the information into a spreadsheet. So that's another option. So throw a few magic questions together and deliver them to your audience in whichever survey format you wish. And I'm going to encourage you to listen to Eat Blog Talk episode 226 if you have not already, because that is where you're going to find the information about which questions you should be asking. If you want to stay current, survey people quarterly and use a variety of platforms to deliver your questions. So use Instagram posts, use Instagram stories, um, You could even prompt people on Instagram to send you direct messages. You can use email, Facebook, and even writing blog posts would be great. And I have another idea for you coming up in number four. Number two is spend time in groups and forums. This is a really great way to figure out what people's pain points are who are not already in your inner circle or a part of your email list or following you on social media. 
Find the groups and forums that align with your niche and really lean in to those and listen to what people are saying. Look for pain words. Look for swearing. This might sound ridiculous, but people swear when they are feeling pain. I am not a huge swearer, but when I'm feeling pain, I swear. So if you see a swear word in a group or forum, pay attention. And when you see common threads, take note. Be sure to write your findings down in order to avoid forgetting what you notice because we always think, I'm not going to forget that, but then the next day it's gone. I recommend creating a Google Sheet or if you're an Airtable user, create a new area for specifically for logging pain points and do this regularly. Number three is social media polls. One of my absolute favorite features of Instagram is their polls. I love this. It's such an easy way to gather information about people. And people love offering their opinions and other information about themselves and what their deepest desires are and what their struggles are through these really simple polls. Plus, social media can sometimes offer a different audience from our email lists and even from Facebook groups. So take some of the questions you put together for your survey and maybe reframe them so they're a little bit more simple um, and post them on Instagram in poll format and see what you can come up with. Number four is schedule some calls. This is something that not many entrepreneurs take the time to do because phone call conversations seem to be a lost art form, but I believe there's so much power here. So if you've never done this, maybe select 10 to 20 of your most loyal followers whether it's on social media or your email list, and ask them if they will schedule just 10-minute phone conversations with you. This serves two purposes. Number one, it makes them feel important. And number two, it provides you with absolute gold. I love this option even better than sending out a written survey because you can gather information in verbal conversations that you cannot gather in writing. When you talk to people, you can hear pains and struggles through their inflection and potentially swear words that you cannot find, you cannot notice when you're reading a few sentences on your computer monitor. If you take the time to do this, I know you will be rewarded in more ways than one. And this little tip applies to points, not just this point, but points one through four. So everything we've talked about so far. Really take the time to comb through the information you receive. Don't just glance over it once or even twice. Look through it repeatedly and do this on different days too. So maybe schedule three to four days where you're going to look through it at different times. Something might jump out at you tomorrow that your brain just can't see today. Also, you can use a handy service like Calendly to schedule your calls if this is something that sounds good to you. It's a really easy way to manage your calendar and set aside time and you can even link it to Zoom or Skype um, or any other platform that you want to use. Number five, think simply. Ted and Dorothy did not have technology on their side like we do, so they could not throw a simple survey together in five minutes and send it out to thousands of people. They had to rely on these two next points that I'm going to talk about to figure out what the people driving by their drugstore not just wanted, but actually needed. 
It really was so simple. Ice water, their pain point, thirst. And for the first four and a half years, they struggled to deliver what people were actually needing because they didn't know and they were making wrong assumptions. They assumed people might stop to fill up on gas or fill their prescriptions since they were a drugstore or maybe buy a cup of coffee. But hot travelers driving along the highway didn't need a cup of hot coffee. They didn't necessarily need medication refills and maybe their tanks of gas were half full. They didn't need to stop. They needed a simple glass of water. So I suggest just making a list right now of five super simple things that will make life for your audience a little bit easier. Then try to simplify even further. So get just really, really simple, just like Ted and Dorothy did with a glass of ice water. Number six, perhaps my favorite point, get quiet. I love the fact that ice water, the idea for this came to Dorothy while she was maybe partially asleep. It doesn't actually say this in anything that I've read, but she was attempting to nap with her child when the thought came to her. Perhaps she had entered that near sleep stage, you know, the one I'm talking about where your thinking shuts off and your subconscious kicks in and you're not quite sleeping or dreaming yet, but different thoughts and answers get delivered to us. This happens to me all the time. I have my absolute best ideas when my brain is not taking over and trying to think through every little thing. There is total magic here, and it's why I encourage entrepreneurs all the time to shut down their brains on a regular basis. You can think all day long and never find the answer to something that you're looking for if you're being pushy and insisting that this is the way the answer must come to you. Sometimes those really good life-changing solutions show up when your brain is shut down. And just a reminder that all answers to all problems lie within us. They're all there. They're all sitting there waiting for us to find them. If you are not used to getting quiet, maybe this is the answer for you. Try getting quiet and watch those answers come to you. I hope these points that I talked through will help you to discover your ice water. And as always, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, or I'd just love to hear from you in general to see how your summer is going. Please always feel comfortable reaching out to me. You can email me at any time about anything at Megan, M-E-G-A-N at eatblogtalk.com. I'm excited to hear from you and just wanted to remind you of something. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so thankful that you are here listening to this podcast. Um, You inspire me every day and I could not be more thrilled to have you all in my circle. So thank you so much for being here and listening and I will catch you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.